As you turn there, in case you're not aware, I want to let you know what the young people have been learning about this feast, and it's here in Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. What we've talked about is this. An acknowledgement, verse 7, the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. An acknowledgement that there is a God and that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the foundation for learning. Without that, everything starts there. We then come to knowledge. There are three key aspects, three key concepts that are discussed here. We come to knowledge. This is facts. This is information. The beginning phase of the maturation process. And at a young age, this is what it's about. It's just feeding them information. Information secularly, but more importantly, this. It's the story. Get the understanding of the storyline. Then comes understanding. Understanding, and I, I know they can, they can relate this back to you because we've had a discussion two or three times, and the light, you should see the lights going off. And they're surprised when the lights go off, but the lights going off is understanding, and it's great to see. Understanding means putting meaning behind the facts. You're full of this knowledge. What does it mean? How do they rate? How does it all come together for a purpose? Wisdom is the third and final step, and it's how is my behavior affected by the understanding of knowledge? Sure, there's facts. Sure, I get the picture now. What does this do for me? How does this change me? This is what we've been reviewing with the young people at the feast, the Sparks program that some of our young ladies have, have done such a good job with has been a reading of six stories that have explained the covenant God made with Abraham and with his people at a level that simply provides the foundation of facts. Nothing hard, but from creation through to, I'm not sure where the, the story writers took it to, but it covers the covenant story at a very basic level so that they're hearing the story of the covenant. And the young ladies who are, are taking what has been written is doing an excellent job laying the foundation for more. But this is only to support and encourage your active participation in the biblical education of the children. It's only there to support. Remember, it takes a village, but understanding that African proverb, it's a support. It's a support. What is done with it from here is in your hands. And we see this throughout the Proverbs. Throughout the Proverbs. Verse 8 of chapter 1. My son, hear the instruction of your father. And do not forsake the law of your mother. For they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. You can hear the, the, the efforts here of an interaction between parents and, ch- and children. Verse 15. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. Chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words... And treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. 
Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I'll give you young people a hint. Pay attention here. We're going to, this is kind of where we're going to be going tomorrow in our last session. Chapter 3, verse 2. My son, do not forget my law, but let my heart, let your heart keep my commands. For the length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. That's adding wisdom to understanding and knowledge. I can memorize the commandments. Great. I can even put them in the right order. Why do I keep them? So that my days may be long and happy and peaceful. There's a reason to keep God's commands. Chapter 4, verse 1. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Good doctrine comes from home, not every seven days from here. Good doctrine comes from home. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Verse 10, Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. Just a simple sampling of these proverbs. But these were very active parents. Very active parents in the lives of their children. And Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, was passing down to us the path to wisdom. And it starts at home. It starts at home. Why is this important as we bring this down to a close? Genesis chapter 2 for a final scripture. Why is this important? Genesis chapter 2. There, verse 24. This is why this is all important. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's why this is important. Because at some point, those sweet little kids, those irascible little teenagers, they come out from under your oversight. And you simply become a coach, an advocate, and a cheerleader. They become responsible for their own home, their own marriage, their own families. Armed with our example, they can then take the responsibility of leading their homes and teaching their children according to the terms of the covenant we have read earlier. We read this back in Deuteronomy 6. Teaching your children is part of the terms of the covenant. Teaching your children is part of the terms of the covenant. So as we conclude, could I ask the Sparks children to stand? Sparks children to stand. And from our Infuse and Ignite group, any specifically any teen or post-teen who is unbaptized and is still living at home under the oversight of your parents, to turn and to, to stand. Please stand. Don't be afraid. Not going to call you out by name. Turn and sort of face the crowd. Everybody look around. This is your first mission 
and assignment. While we look for ways, you can sit down now, guys. While we look for ways to open our church doors and proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, don't leave the back door unlatched and unguarded for them to slip out, unnoticed. We must give them every opportunity to make an informed decision to answer the call when it comes. I'm going to change what we heard at the beginning of the feast just a little bit for the case here, and it is this. Without regard, without regard for my personal comfort or self-advancement, to the best of my ability and to the limitations of my physical and psychological endurance, and that's part and parcel we're helping out the village helping out, because every parent knows there's a limit sometimes. There are psych- physical and psychological limitations. Reach out. Remember? Reach out and ask for help with your holding, holding up your, your arms. That's where the village comes in. I solemnly pledge to make every effort to return to God these precious youth entrusted to my care by the assignment of the mission to which I've intended. These things I do that others may live.